Welcome to MLR Kickoff, episode 17, with your hosts, Dan Power and Pete Steinberg. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 17. And Pete, just over 48 hours until season two kicks off. It's been a very, very exciting build-up, but the build-up is finally over. We are just days away from the action starting. How are you feeling about season two, Pete? I am. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of things that we're going to learn, but I'm expecting an increased level of play with all of these teams having had really structured preseasons and also some new players to put their hands up and players for us to talk about, Dan. Well, the season expands. We go from 10 to many more games this year. Teams coming in, two more. We already know about all of that stuff. We've been through that in previous podcasts. So let's jump right into the nuts and bolts of week one, round one, whatever you want to call it. And it'll all start this Saturday, Pete, at 3 p.m. Eastern in New Orleans as Toronto. They will travel down to New Orleans to take on Nola Gold. This will be the first meeting between these two sides, obviously, with Toronto starting there. First season in Major League Rugby. And Pete, there's been some changes to the broadcast, so we'll go into that a little bit. This game will be available on ESPN Plus in the United States and then Game TV up in Canada. Yeah, this is going to be a really interesting game. Uh, Toronto, have, um, they're going to always struggle at the start of the season. It's going to be hard to train. I think they um, had one preseason game against Rooney that was cancelled, which they turned into an intra-squad scrimmage. And um, they're, But they're not a new team. They're a team that has played together. They're a team that um, has competed uh, in the CRCs. And with continuity with um, Chris Silverthorne as the coach, I think they're going to do pretty well. But my money here, Dan, is on NOLA. They've got some new players that have come in. But most importantly, um, they've being able to train outside. They've had a number of games. Uh, they haven't played any big teams in their games. They've um, played uh, the South and the uh, um, the Stars, All-Stars. So they've had blowouts, but they've been able to play, um, you know, obviously the addition of Cam, no, um, Cam Dolan being the advantage for them. I think that they are going to pull this one out uh, against Toronto. Um, I just think Toronto is going to be a little bit to underdone uh, for their first game of Major League Rugby. Yeah, it's a tough road trip too. It'll be one of the longer ones for Toronto all the way south down to New Orleans there. I'm going to follow you there, Pete. I'll go for New Orleans. I'm going to say Nola will get it done uh, by, I'll go 12 points. What are you thinking on the spread there? Uh, you know, this is where I'm like my my coaching hat. I roll my eyes. All of this prediction of scores. I'd much prefer to think about, you know, Nola's attacking structure that was so good last year with some additional pieces, how that's going to look. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think defense is still going to be a bit of a struggle in Major League Rugby. Um, I think Nola pulled this out something like 35, 20. 15 points. Ooh. Pete Steinberg going deep early on against Toronto. Get that out there in the social media. Pete hates Toronto. Thinks they'll get smoked. <laughs> Our next game on Saturday, we have two games on Saturday. It's Houston traveling up the road to Austin. That one's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern. And Houston lead that series 1-0. Their only victory in Major League Rugby comes over Austin in round two last year. They get to meet each other straight out of the gate this year. And for the first time for American viewers, this game will be available on Facebook, on the Facebook Watch. 
and it'll also be available on Cube as well. And Pete, Houston, probably the most disappointing uh, season last year, undoubtedly, only getting that one win. Austin, still a little bit unknown. They've kept a pretty good core of players there. How are you seeing this one play out? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting game. Um, um, I have questions about both of these teams and their ability to compete at the top. Um, you know, I think, uh, but but they've both had some um, good competition against uh, um, other major league rugby. I mean, I think Austin um, and Houston had a close preseason game with Houston winning 14-10. So I think this will be another close game. I think the question's really going to be, What's going to happen at Scrum Hall for Houston? Are they going to? Is, are we going to see Arada from Uruguay step in? I think if they do, I think they'll be able to play with um, a faster game. I think Sam Windsor is a uh, real quality there. So I'm going to go. I, you know, I'm, um, you know, Austin's at home. Uh, it's at Dell Diamond, which uh, you know, which is going to be an interesting stadium. But I think Austin at home. I think this gives Austin the edge. I think Austin are going to win this. I think both teams are going to struggle a little bit. So I think Austin are going to win this 19-15. Well, here's something I saw uh, late last night that came through the YP is the squad for Uruguay to take on the Jaguares, uh, the Argentina 15 in a warm-up game for the ARC was just announced. No errata. Now, there were some players from Austin who were named, uh, in particular the Rocket, Rodrigo Silva. He was named in the squad, so he'll be missing from... The uh, from the Austin side. So seeing Arada wanting to stay back and play for the Sabercats uh, could be an interesting move. I, I, I'm a glutton for punishment here, Pete, but I'm going to go Houston. I just, I just think that eventually that's going to click if they can get that back line firing their forwards. I know they're pretty banged up. We've heard there's some injuries in the camp already, which is not a good start to the season, uh, having not even got out of preseason yet, but I'll go Houston in a very, very tight game. I think they'll win it right in the bell. Uh, two or three points in it, probably just a, a penalty kick or a conversion. All right, let's move on now to Sunday's game, the early game. It'll be the debut of Rugby United New York as they travel coast to coast to take on the San Diego Legion down there in San Diego. We kick off 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday afternoon, and this is obviously the first meeting between these two sides. And this one, well, Pete, if you can't find this one on a television, I don't know what you're doing. It's on ESPN+, Plus, Fox 5 locally in San Diego, and Sportsnet New York on the East Coast in the New York area. This one could be, uh, this one could be a good game and really an indication of how both these sides are going to do this year. Pete, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of... Um... I think the Sunday games are really the pick of the games. I think there's going to be a lot learned on Sunday. Um, we know Rooney is stacked. They've picked up a lot of players. I think, you know, John Quill is just one of those class players that is going to really hold stuff together. But they haven't had a great preseason. It's been cold. They've had games canceled. I think it's been a bit of a struggle for them. Um, San Diego, they've, they've, they've shored up their front row, which was always their challenge last year. Um, I uh, um, um, I think Joe Peterson at Flyhoff is going to be a real um, asset to them. I think just the additional prep um, and the ability to play outside is going to give San Diego the advantage. I think San Diego are going to really be a team to play. I think um, you could see what Rob Hoadley was doing last year, and it was only the challenge of um, 
uh, the front row that prevented them from making the final last year. And when we spoke to Rob Hoadley, he said, we know, we, we know we've got young front row forwards. We know this is an investment. We expect them. They had some crossover athletes from the, uh, um, from college football and they were investing in them last year. Now with the added experience, bringing in um, players with international experience like the Wallaby Paddy Ryan, I think this is going to be a tough team to beat. So I'm putting the money on San Diego, but just like Toronto, I think Rooney, it's another long road trip. I think Rooney and the Arrows are going to struggle the first couple of days, first, sorry, first couple of rounds. But as they get their feet underneath them, I think as they get into through those first two or three games that are away, I think they're going to be a handful. So it's really just the lack of preparation. So I actually think San Diego are going to have a significant advantage here. Um, uh, I think that we're looking at um, probably something like um, uh, 25-10 San Diego. Well, Pete, in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a boy band called New Kids on the Block, and they had a song called Hanging Tough. And I think Rugby United are going to be hanging tough this weekend as the grizzly veteran, Mike Tolkien, will take his side, as he did so many times, so, so many times with the New York Athletic Club over to the West Coast. He's going to pull the pants down. He's going to spank him all up and down the field. I think Rooney <laughs> are going to get off to an absolute flyer. And I do like the Legion, like Rod Hoadley a lot, think he's a great coach, but I just don't see the firepower in that Legion squad. They did shrub that front row, and that was certainly enough to get them going uh, last year. Sorry, get Seattle going last year, that strong scrum early on. But I just think Rooney, they're a hot ticket, man. James Kennedy, he's a competitive guy. He's shown that in business. I think it's going to translate across, and I think Rooney are going to be uh, too hot out there for San Diego. I think they're going to get the win by uh, eight plus. Over well, the I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. Dan, because if, if you're saying that about Rooney in their first game of the season on a long road trip without much preseason, right, then what you're suggesting is that when they play San Diego again, they've got to be 20 points. I mean, you're, you're really calling out Rooney as being the class of Major League Rugby this year, if, if that's your pick. Like, like you can make the pick. And, and, and the nice thing about this is that we learn, right? And so like after you've learned that I'm right after this first weekend, what you can do is you can recognize that, you know, as good a coach as Mike Tolkien is, as good the players as Rooney has, rugby is a team sport and their ability to actually get and work together is going to be really important. And so, you know, it's all right. It's, it's all right. You know, right after, um, you, know, whoop, it, you know, I'll let you go with it. I'm just giving you a bit of a warning. I just think you underestimate the power of New York. I, mean, I don't know you're a Pennsylvania guy with the Penn State and it's, it's a little different out there and in the back country with your overalls and your, and your hogs running my dad, My dad is a native New Yorker, so he's from the Upper East Side. So I have... Uh, so um, Harvard should know better. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll tell you this. This is a game, I mean, we're going to be up in Seattle. This is the game that I'm going to have on my phone or on my iPad. This is the game I, a game I want to watch. I mean, I just think it's going to be a fascinating game, and the fact um, it's on ESPN Plus is just really, really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. All the games, I'm excited to watch everyone. Like season, sorry, round one is such an exciting. Everyone, every team, all the supporters have so much hope, don't they? Their team, you know, signed some players. They're, they've all got the same record. You've all got the same goal to win the championship, and at this point of the year, you're all in the exact same spot to do it. So it is, it's exciting stuff, but. 
Let's uh, keep moving on, Pete, as we go to the game of the round, our CBS Sports game of the round. It is a championship replay as Glendale will travel out to Seattle to take on the champions, the Seawolves. This is a late game on Sunday, kickoff 10.30 Eastern. And in this series, Glendale have the advantage 2-1. to one. Obviously, both those victories in the regular season last year, their one loss coming in the most important one, the championship last year. This game, as I said, is available nationally and in Canada on CBS Sports Network. Pete, this one is you and I. We'll be calling this one up in Seattle. This is uh, great scheduling from Major League Rugby to have the championship rematch. Absolutely. It's going to be in a sold-out Starfire. Those Seattle fans were loud. They were boisterous. I think there, you know, there's a couple of things. I think we can dive a little deeper into this game, Dan, because I think there's a couple of really interesting things that are coming out of it. Um, you know, uh, the battles of the halfbacks. So Sean Davies, the uh, um, USA scrum half, versus Phil Mack, the Canadian scrum half. Two very different players, but they're really going to, um, it's going to be great to see them playing against each other. And then two eagle fly halves. Um, we have, uh, um, you know, Ben Seema going up against um, Will McGee. Now, we don't have the rosters, but, I, you know, I'm pretty certain that those, that the halfbacks are going to be really critical. And, and if you go back and you look at last season, Glendale won the first two games, including the game I think we did, Dan, that was pouring with rain up in um, Starfire, um, another close game. Glendale won both of the regular season games and then they lost the final. And the difference in the final was that Glendale made uncharacteristic errors under the pressure of the Seattle defense. And so, you know, um, I think that that's going to be the real key for them is are they able to sustain the pressure of the Seattle defense and the challenge that Glendale are going to have is they've had significant turnover in their back row. And when you have significant turnover in your back row, it's harder to build structures, to play quickly, which is really the antidote to a pressure defense. So that Glendale attack versus the Seattle defense, I think, is going to be one of the most interesting things to watch in that game. Absolutely, P. I think we'll really get uh, an appreciation of how much John Quill and Sam Fig meant to that Raptors side. And uh, they did go out and pick up uh, Hunko and Malon uh, Aljaburi. But I think even with the potential that Hunko has and his, uh, his star is flying high and I continue to do so, I imagine, it's just not as polished as what you know, John Quill was around the field, especially at the breakdown. Probably a better ball runner than Quill, but... You and I had this discussion about Seattle, how they moved their back row around to have ball runners and ball stealers. You know, you've got to have that balance of both. And now I feel as though Glendale probably got slightly more athletic with Algebrary and Hermeses over Quill and Fig. But I don't know if they're as hard-nosed and hard-edged around the breakdown. And that is something that Seattle will look to exploit, I'm sure, because they're not going to have to deal with slow ball. Yeah until the likes of, you know, Peter Dahl and Zach Fanolio can start getting in there. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I see this as being, you know, this it's going to be really interesting for Glendale last year. They came in with some inbuilt um, advantages, right? So they had continuity. They had, um, you know, Dave Williams had been there for a number of years. The players had been there for a number of years and, and, and Dave is an excellent coach, um, but they play to a system. And in particular, they play to a system on attack. And so the, the concern for me is that those systems won't be ingrained in the back row of the Raptors. It won't be there 
I mean, I think Hunko has played there before. So for Aljabori in particular, you know, if you're not in the right place, that's going to be a turnover. And the back row of um, of the Seawolves is excellent at the breakdown. I mean, I really think, I mean, with Rickard Hadding, you know, we, we forget he played, what, two or three games last year at the end and was at such an impact. They wouldn't have won and the final if it wasn't for Hadding being there. So they're going to be, I, th- I think that that back row battle is going to be interesting. I think the front row battle is, is, is going to be interesting in this game. And, you know, it was interesting that um, uh, Glendale brought in a prop from Auckland, uh, Marco um, Fepalia, who, you know, um, prof- professional tight head prop. They're basically teams like San Diego and um, Glendale have reacted to the dominance of the Seattle scrum by going overseas and bringing in really seasoned um, front row forwards. So Glendale are going to say, Hey, you're not going to have that edge anymore in the scrum. We've gone out and we've brought in some real experience and now we're going to match you. And I think that's will be the challenge for Seattle. And I think that'll, you know, Seattle had a dominant scrum and if they can't have a dominant scrum against these top teams, they're going to have to be able to do something else. And for them, that's really going to have to be to enhance their attack. I mean, the Seawolves were not a great attacking team in structure. They were very dynamic. Phil Max, probably one of the best halfbacks in the world in, in transition. But actually, in structured attack, they really, really struggled. So it'll be interesting to see um, with the coaching change, with Richie Walker coming in there, whether they're able to really enhance their attack and, and, and generate points in general play. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I'm also hearing out of Glendale that uh, Chad Goff has won the starting role at Hooker, and like you said, we don't have Rosses yet, so we'll see that shortly. That's something to consider as well. Young Chad Goff, very talented player, and uh, undoubtedly will have a great career, but that is a pretty big test straight out of the gate, your first Major League Rugby game to go up against that front row out there. And uh, you know, losing Barkwell will be interesting to see because he was such an experienced player, and I think he was a pretty good leader up there for uh, for the Seattle Seawolves. So replacing him will be uh, it'll be it'll be a big ask, but they've got some options there. You know, we saw Shepard do well uh, and uh, Tree Wheeler as well when he had his opportunities. But uh, Stefan Kutsi out of South Africa, you would think Pete will take that role, and he probably a bit more dynamic than Barkle was. So I don't really know what to say here. Last year, I think I picked Seattle. Uh, much to the begrudging of all the Glendale people who live far too close to us uh, to be picking against them, Pete. And, um, you know, I was I was embarrassed out there. The Glendale Raptors showed me what it's all about. But I look at Seattle this year and they remind me a lot of Glendale last year in terms of not much turnover in their squad. They all know each other. They're going to probably be one of the strongest sides out of the gate as the defending champs. But you've coached a lot of championship sides, Pete, and you know that the year after a championship, every team that plays you gets that little bit more excited to knock off the champs. You know, defending a crown is a very, very tough thing to do. So I will go Seattle um, just because uh, Kieran Brown is no longer the assistant coach and he won't yell at me. I'll go Seattle and by two points. Very tight game. Well, you know, I'm good friends with uh, Richie Walker. I coached with him um, with the uh, at the Olympics as his assistant coach He um, with the women's sevens um he was my assistant coach at the uh um 2017 um women's rugby world cup uh, i can't go and pick against him in this first game i think this is going to be close 
I also do not believe this is going to be a wide open game. I think both coaches do a great job um, of, of uh, you know, developing my, um, defensive mindsets. So I think Seattle are going to pull this off, but I think it's going to be 1915. Well, speaking of Richie and Seattle, Pete, you actually have some breaking news for the podcast. Is that right? That's right. And so I've talked about Richie Walker, but it was actually on Wednesday. Um, Richie Walker was announced by the Seattle Seawolves as the uh, official head coach for season two coming into the 2019 season. And yesterday I got a chance to catch up with him and learn a little bit about what that transition has been. Well, welcome Richie Walker, the newly appointed head coach of the Seattle Seawolves. Hi, Richie. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Pete. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Um, exciting times, and I just got announced as a new head coach for the people. So I'm really excited and looking forward to getting the season stuff. Now, now, Richie, you and I um, know each other pretty well. We've coached together a lot um, with the women's national team. You were a um, longtime assistant coach with uh, Rick Suggett and then head coach of the Women's Seven. So you're obviously, I think, known as a women's coach um, the last few years. But before that, you, you have some pretty extensive experience coaching on the men's side. So talk a little bit about that. Um, yes. And, um, you know, coaching the USA Women's Sevens and then also being your assistant coach for the USA 15s at the World Cup, um, which I really enjoyed, by the way. <laughs> So, um, you know, we had a great time there and um, on the field. Right. And for me, it's like I've coached the uh, San Diego Old Aztecs um, on back rugby. I've coached them men's side and even um, San Diego State University. So coaching um, 15 men is um, something um, I love to do and it's good to get back into it. And I'm really looking forward to um, what we're going to do up here. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Well, you know, there were visa problems for Seattle, Seattle with um, uh, um, Anton Moorman, and um, you, you stepped in. And I'm going to guess that Phil Mack gave you the biggest hug when you turned up because um, while Phil did a great job last year, uh, he did it out of obligation. Um, I think he was really looking forward to playing this year, focusing on preparing for the World Cup with Canada. So talk what it's been like to work with um, Phil and um, Shalom Suniola and some of these guys that really coached this as player coaches last year and what it's been like for your first two weeks coming in. Um, yeah, I've had a great experience uh, with the team so far and um, Phil Mack, I have to take my hat off and he's done a great job. Um, leading the team on and off the field um, last year and all the way through to this year. Um, the boys really respect him and it shows um, when I got here. But yes, um, he's ready to just concentrate on, on making that World Cup squad for Canada, you know, after he does obviously play well for the Seawolves. So we've had some good chats and... Um, Phil's been very helpful in helping with the transition. Um, I sat down with him a few times to go over game plans, um, team strengths, uh, what they've been working on in the off-season, and then also his experiences with the team last year. 
Um, so he's been very welcoming and open to conversation with the transition. Um, also, uh, Ricketts, our number eight, he was um, board coach a bit last year too, so I've um, been sitting down and learning from him about the team strength as well, especially on the board pack. And then also Shalom Soniola, who's our captain this season, the captain last year, um, you know, just getting a player's point of view. So Rickett and Phil Mack kind of had a player's coach hat on, where Shalom had a player's captain hat on. Um, so getting all those guys together and getting feedback and knowing really that coming in and helping um, where the squad is at now and helping just do a little bit extra. You know, they did win the champions last year and they do have some good systems and culture in place. So that's uh, something that I just need to help with and, um, you know, add a little bit here and there. So we're in a good place right now. That's great. I mean, last year, um, Seattle had a tremendous scrum um, and they had really a tremendous defense, but uh, they they struggled a bit on attack. And I think one of the things that, that you can bring, Richie, having worked with you, is, is to help them get a little bit more out of the athletes that they have on attack. I think that was an area where they need some help. As you've gone through the, the first couple of weeks and as you head into the game against Seattle, what are some of the things that, that you've that, that you guys are going to try and do? What are some of the new things that, that you might be trying to build on? Um, for us, heading into the game against... Uh... Sorry, I said Seattle. I think it's Glendale, right? So <laughs> you're not playing... You played yourself last week because Seattle played Seattle, right? The Saracens, sorry. This coming week, you're playing Glendale, which is obviously a rematch of last year's final. So um, a great rivalry already in Major League Rugby. Yes, and that's, um, you're exactly right. And we're excited to start the season against um, one of the top teams in the league, Glendale. Um, you know, they've been addition to their team. They have good training facilities. And for us is that we have to really get our forward drive on and continue, like you said, with good scrummaging, good lineouts, and then really give our backs some time with the ball so that we can really show our attack. And um, yeah, you're exactly right. We had um, limited attacks last year, um, not by choice. It's just that um, our forwards done really well and we continue to use that platform. But now we're going to unleash our backs and just really show that um, we have some good attacking structures. Uh, I'm in the midfield and out wide, um, so teams can probably work on defending our forwards. So, so we need to have, you know, um, option two and option three, and that's where our backs are going to come in. So, think of both the backs and the forwards have really put in the preparation, fitness wise, and then, um, you know, attacking a, attaching a little bit of attacking flair, but, you know, also some of the stuff that I learned from you, Pete. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, which, which I, let's be honest, which I probably stole from Peter Baguetta. So um, it's all, we're always stealing. So you've been there two weeks. You've got a chance to work with some of the players. I think Seattle probably has one of the most stable rosters, right? They've, they've, they've had a few players that have come in, but if you look at the core, the core is still there. The back, tremendous back row is still there. The tremendous pack. 
um, some great leadership at nine and ten. So at nine and twelve, but you've got a new ten. Who talk about a couple of players that when you've turned up, you were quite surprised about that that have really stood up. Some players that maybe we don't know that you think um, might be able to step up and make an impact this year. Um, for us, is that we have um, a strong front row. Um, also got um, two new locks, uh, Brad from New Zealand and Upney from Fiji, who have added tremendous experience and knowledge um, to the Ford pack. But um, exciting for me is the off-season signing of Ben Seema. Um, you know, he's a true 10, and uh, with Will Holder, leaving to be part of the USA setup down at the Olympic Training Center. Um, he started in nicely. And uh, I'm really excited to see how Ben Seema goes this season. Um, we've given the green light, he trained really well. Um, so we look forward to seeing what he can provide. But, you know, Shalom, he's a strong captain with good defense and attacking attributes. But I'm also just excited to see, like you said, how our wingers and fullbacks can go attacking wide. Um, so that's really it from me, from the people that haven't been around or have been around last year. So other than that, everyone else is quite close. And it's, um, people are putting their hands up for the starting 15. Right. I think depth is going to be um, always, is always a challenge for Major League Rugby teams. But I think you've got, you can look at your bench and you can see you've got players that can can really come off the bench and make an impact. And as always, Richie, you play your cards close to your chest. It's always difficult to get things out of you. But I want to thank you for taking the time. I want to thank you for, um, you know, in, in what's a very busy week as you head in. Uh, it's uh, I, I'm going to be up there with Dan Power and Stacey Pates uh, calling that game and look forward to catching up and watching you coach your first Major League Rugby game. Uh, thank you very much, Pete. It was um, an honour. I know you need to do this uh, podcast with you, but to also, you know, let you know what I was doing and where I was heading in my career. So, you know, you've always been a great friend and will continue to be a great friend and somebody that I trust and, you know, always talk rugby about and, you know, always learning from. So thank you very much for having me and I'm excited to see you, Dan, and thank you this weekend. There you go, Richie Walker the new head coach for the defending champs. A little bit more stability at their head coaching role. Um, geez, you'd, you'd hate to be doing visas for the Seattle Seawolves, unfortunately. That's two years in a row now. But Richie Walker, he is an outstanding coach and an outstanding, outstanding pickup for the Seawolves this year, Pete. And we'll get a chance to catch up with him in a couple of days when we are out there doing that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of time for Richie. Um, um, you know, in the coaches for both of this game, these games, I know very well. I actually coached Dave Williams for the USA Hawks, and I've coached with Richie. And you know, I have a lot of respect for for both of them. So it's always, you know, um, you know what it's like after preseason. You've had enough of hitting each other. You've had enough of sort of doing the conditioning to get into shape. All the players are chomping at the bit, and it's great. Um, that this game can be broadcast nationally on CBS Sports. Well, I'm chomping at the bit, Pete. Can't wait to get back out there, especially with you calling the game again. It's been too long since we've been together and excited for another great year with Major League Rugby. 
coming up. We will be back next week as we do a full review of just how awful my picks were and Pete just destroying me again for another year. I, I can't remember what the score was last year, but I'm uh, pretty certain I won. Yeah, our producer Aaron Castro, he has every statistic available to mankind at his disposal and uh, you two enjoy ganging up on me, so I'm pretty sure you'll find <laughs> that, that pretty quickly. I'll quickly sign off, though, before we can find it, and we'll uh, we'll throw it in my face next week unless I get a win, which uh, doesn't look very promising for me. Sorry to all the teams that I picked again. Uh, the curse will probably continue this year. But for myself, for Pete Steinberg, our producer Aaron Castro, that'll wrap up the show. Week one is coming up. Make sure wherever you are, get in front of a television. If you can't get out to a game, make sure you watch it on TV. It all helps grow the game here. And Pete, where can they find us and what do they need to do to get this podcast rocketing to the top? Absolutely. So you can find us on all of the major places that you can get podcasts. Um, please leave um, a rating, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud. Uh, leave us a rating um, and write a review. That moves us up the search results and gets other people listening to Major League Rugby Kickoff. And that is it for Major League Rugby Kickoff. We'll see you guys next week, week one coming up. And uh, strap yourself in for another great season. Thanks for tuning in.